Have you ever talked to a guy who couldn't care less that abortion kills living human beings? Let's talk about how we can respond. Come debrief with us. Hi, I'm Lexi, and joining me as always are Seth and Ethan, and we're debriefing pro-life outreach. Ethan, give us an outreach highlight from last week. Yeah, so on this last week, we were in Michigan doing some outreach up there, helping with door knocking in Michigan, and we went sidewalk counseling on Saturday, and it was encouraging to see the response that we got from the escorts. They really really freaked out when we showed up. They were not expecting us to be there and they could not believe how many of us were there trying to convince women not to go in and kill their babies. And they started to go some to some pretty extreme lengths to stop us from talking to people. Okay, can you explain what an escort is? Because a lot of people might think <laughs> that's oh, raised yeah. a lot of questions. What is that? Um, so an escort is, they're like volunteers, right? Yeah, they're volunteers. So they're, they're volunteers who will go to like volunteer for abortion clinics to get women from their car inside the abortion clinic as fast as possible and to try and stop sidewalk counselors from talking to the women going in. So, so what were they doing? Like, what did they do? Um, so crazy. They were playing Cardi B on speakers. They had cowbells that they were ringing, umbrellas, and they were yelling. So not the not the friendliest people in the neighborhood. No, but they they were they there was multiple speakers. They had speakers yeah. on the outside of the abortion facility, mm. attached to the abortion facility, and then they had individual. The escorts had little speakers attached to them. Mm-hmm. Then they ha- all any had dancing going on. Uh, they, they had dancing going mm-hmm. on. They had a uh, Claire had or is it Claire or Maya? One of the other. They had. One of the escorts had a rape whistle that had like lit up and stuff and was like so loud. You just press down on the button. It looks mm. almost like a taser. Like I think it may even that try word. to like emulate a taser to like mm. scare people off or something. It's, like not obviously was not developed to scare sidewalk counselors. But yeah. <laughs> anyways, so it was hectic there. There were so many people that were going into the abortion facility there, yeah. unfortunately. But we were still able to talk to some people. So mm. that was that was a good Highlight-ish, low-light, more And got light, to talk to some of the escorts. Usually escorts won't definitely. talk to you. These ones actually were willing to have conversations. Yes, so. You could talk over true. the cowbell. Yeah, well, that was challenging, but we still did it. <laughs> we still tried, yes, yes. So we have a, another clip from that same trip. We were at Campus Martius, which is downtown Detroit, and we were conducting outreach talking to people about abortion. We have our A-frame signs that have uh, victims of abortion. Also, we had our very special, very new truck that has videos playing abortion, videos of abortion victims, videos of abortions. And so that was driving around downtown. Like a mobile jumbotron. Yes, a mobile jumbotron, but it's really awesome. So people were being... We're able to see the victims of abortion, not just in still photos, but also videos. So that just spreads the uh, spreads awareness of what abortion is even more. So anyways, this is a conversation from our producer, Maggie, and she was talking to a man who thought that abortion was okay because they're not really living yet. But his definition of living is not the real definition of living. So let's get into the clip and we can discuss it. You don't know what you've never, you can't miss what you've never had. Yeah. They've, they've, to, to me, they've never been alive. So killing them 
they lose nothing. To you, no, 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 that's, that's what I'm saying. You and I are determining the value of life differently. And the problem with this conversation, you've been absolutely lovely, by the way. I don't mean to say like a problem with you. Okay. But, but when I say that is that I think you and I just intrinsically measure what makes a life worth living, for lack of a better term, differently. And mm -hmm. based on the way I measure what, a, what makes a life worth living, I don't necessarily think removal of a 15 week zygote would have been anything lost because that person, if you would like to call them that, has never lived, so there's no death for them to receive. Well, you're using the word lived in a yes, different yes, way. Yes, because I'm, I'm, yeah, that's what I'm saying. When I say lived, I mean specifically being out here, having this conversation, enjoying this weather, these things. When I say live, I mean that. I understand what you're saying. The science is true. If it would, if, if it would please the court, that is for all intents and purposes a human. I guess what it comes down to is I don't care. Okay. That 15 and, weeks, yeah. that 15 weeks, I don't think there was anything lost by extermination of what you would choose to call that life. I wouldn't call that a life. Oh, <laughs> wow. Yeah. So um, he said Maggie was acting lovely. <laughs> that's like encouraging, that's a, yeah. right? The shout out, like, so that's someone who's clearly pro-abortion, but he was disagreed with Maggie, but still, sure. she was treating him kindly. That's huge. Yeah, that was really nice of him, I guess. But um, oh, wow. he has a bunch of really crazy beliefs. So no. basically, but if that, if that is not emblematic of our times. I mean, what is? That's yes. Really it, it, what's really shocking to me, and why I wanted to cover this clip was because. He can admit that we're using two different definitions of what life is. Yeah. And he gets to determine what life is worth living or not. Because he says, we have like a different view, a different measure to whose life is worth living and whose life is not worth living, basically. And so he's saying, hey, I have, to me... I have my definition for life. It may be different for you, but that's okay. Which <laughs> I guess we hear that all the time, but I feel like this guy's so much more blunt about it, yeah. which I actually Appreciate like. Mm -hmm. Yes, because it's easier to tackle that. So, right. um, initial thoughts, y'all. I just there's a lot of I going on in his statement, right? Saying I measure life this way, you measure it that way. I mm -hmm. determine the value of life, you determine the value of life. It's me, me, me at the center. Mm -hmm. Total misunderstanding. Our view is all about an objective reality apart from us. So I think there's this massive disagreement here on how we even perceive the issue. So I think there's a lot to unpack there. But yeah, my initial thoughts are just that I think this is if anyone does not agree with us that there are people out there who believe the babies are human but not worthy of life humans, this is proof that that is definitely a view in our culture. Very true. Yeah. I think really they're just that he doesn't care. And like you were saying, really he doesn't care. Because at one point he was at the same stage that these babies were at that he's talking about it would be okay to kill them. But he got to have that, but he doesn't really, he doesn't want to defend other people's right to have the same experience that he had. Mm -hmm. And so something else that I found interesting was that he stated something about a, oh, he doesn't think that a 15 week zygote really was living and that there is no 15 week nothing, zygote. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> there's nothing lost when a 15 week zygote is killed or whatever. Okay. I think this is telling y'all. He doesn't, he hasn't really looked into human life prior to birth at least we could probably say because mm -hmm.
Yes, well, does it matter that, to him? He has no reason to look into no, it. No, I guess not. But it's funny because it's out of almost ignorance that I think he holds to this position. And it's not just ignorance because nobody's told him, but it's because he doesn't care. Right. Yeah. So I just found that very interesting. Well, that's why, okay, pause there. I mean, so we, this guy was never going to go look up abortion on his own, right? If we were not there on the street with what is called non-consensual education methods, where we just happen to be there, he's not seeking us out. He would never have had the interest in looking this up. Yeah, yeah. I agree. So, so that's, that's awesome that we're getting to reach people like this. I think this is a huge problem with people who support abortion is they first their belief is I support abortion. So because they do that, they don't even care to look into Mm -hmm. the human life inside the womb because they almost want that ignorance because it's less culpability, I guess. Mm -hmm. It's easier to support abortion when you don't have information and when this is being recorded a few weeks ago it's kind of a little old news now but the guardian put out a piece talking about showing images of what they call pregnancy tissue now this is not photos of embryos but this is rather just photos of fetal sacs Mm -hmm. and they have been cleaned blood has been wiped off of them and these are just straight up photos i even had a girl and we had on this trip Mm -hmm. we had multiple people bring up that article and say Mm -hmm. no this is what abortion looks like this is what embryos Mm -hmm. look like at this stage not your signs and it's almost like the pro-abortion side is giving them all of this false information and they're not trying to seek out the truth yeah, we know that there's a conscious bias, right? Is what you call it, where you seek out people who already agree with you. So the Guardian puts this out with right. these images showing, as they say on their website, well, the Mayan Network says on their website where the photos came from, it's gestational sac alone, right? Mm-hmm. So they say that on their website, but people hold on to this and say, yes, this is what it looks like. But I find that very interesting that the Guardian even felt the need to put this article out there, right? I think they see the need to try to counteract truth with misinformation because right. they know the, the photos are effective. Yeah. Oh, I thought they did a great job for their position yeah. in doing so because on TikTok, you just click on TikTok and so many people on the pro-abortion side were eating up the article. They were posting it. They were sharing it. They were saying, yes, this is actually what it looks like. And so people now, there are probably millions of people who even if they know even if they've had children and they you know there are all those apps that you can follow along with your pregnancy and see like oh at 10 weeks my baby is the size of a they always I don't pick know. the strangest but, fruit and vegetables <laughs> I know I, like, I how does that work think yeah. of like a strange fruit <laughs> but they love doing that and so like even if you know come quiet Yes, there you go. Even if they know this isn't reality, they can put back, even if they've seen their own child or other people's children on ultrasounds and know they don't actually look like what we were shown in the Guardian article, people are willing to surrender their initial, their true beliefs that they have, even that they've seen with their own eyes, to go and follow a article that will subside their conscience. they want to believe it, right? Right. Exactly. So, now we need to get back to this guy yeah in the show notes we'll put the article that we have on our blog about that or that was in i think life news that titus wrote but yeah for this guy it wouldn't have mattered would it like he wouldn't care what the baby looks like allegedly the baby's not yep. experiencing life like us yes so what does it mean to be 
alive, I guess, is the question. And who gets determined mm, what philosophical life is? Question. <laughs> it's so hard it's to answer. It's philosophy, right? Whether something's alive? According to this guy, because they haven't lived yet. My question is, how long of life do you have to live, sir, to be alive? Because you have to have some sort of life in his view, right? Right. Yep. You have to be living to then become alive. Although I know that statement doesn't make any logical sense. I don't think it's supposed to. That's the question I want to ask him. How much life do you have to live to then become alive in your worldview? Yeah, I don't know how he would answer that. It sounds like he obviously thinks you have to live more life than, you know, 15 weeks, like he was saying. I don't know how far up, how how up until what point he would support abortion. But yeah, because really what he's putting forth is this arbitrary standard of based on human experience mm -hmm. of who gets to live and die. I mean, what are we going to pick in that that applies to all people equally? When based on his experience, right? He's not based saying on his experience. Yeah. Not saying the experience of being like a foster kid. And as we're, we're told all the time, those horrific homes they allegedly all are in. Yeah. Or not a young girl in India who is working in a brothel because she was sex trafficked. He's not mm -hmm. saying their experience gives them value. He's saying my experience out here in the beautiful sun, enjoying this conversation yeah. with lovely Maggie, right? He's saying my experience is what you need to be a valuable person. Right. That is so prejudicial, bigoted, and disgusting. And I think that again, I don't want to, I was being facetious before, but we have to be clear on the categories, right? He's, what is life is a scientific question or whether something yeah. is a living human. He even That's why he admits, yeah, it's a human, right? We mm -hmm. all know the science mm -hmm. is clear. I mean, if we can put more in the show notes, it's an important topic, but this debate was about what you're asking, Lexi, and what you're talking about, Ethan, yeah. the quality of life. That's where people, but they slide so quickly from science to philosophy, and you can't know if something has worth unless you know what the thing is. Mm -hmm. yeah. Last week at Bowling Green State University, I was holding up a leaf to a lot of students saying, is this a human? You may believe it's a human, but it's not really a human. Whether the leaf is a human is a scientific question. Mm -hmm. And you can't answer that, the question of value, till you know what something is. But yeah, this guy is just picking qualities of his life, saying, unless you're like me, right. you don't matter. How right. is that okay? No, it's it's not okay, but I don't think he cares. Again, I think it's a, a ton of apathy mixed with uh, ignorance, and that's what you get for yeah. most of people's worldviews. My question is, how much life experience... Yeah do you have to have to them be alive? Because the babies in the womb are experiencing something. They may not know what they're experiencing, but they are alive. They do have experiences. How much of that after birth do you have to experience? Do you just have to experience uh, a day? Do you have to experience going mm. through hard times to be alive? Do you have to experience going out in the sun? Yeah, and talking what to if Maggie. it's a cloudy day, y'all? What if <laughs> it's Detroit? a cloudy day? What Do if you it's not cloudy? to become alive? Well, that's the painful dilemma, right? So either they will say any minimal sense experience is enough, and then it is wrong to abort babies who are sentient, who can feel through their senses in the womb, or they'll say, well, no, it's not really that. It's this, like, more self-aware experience, right? But then the babies who are newborn are not persons. Yeah. So they have to pick. Either we will kill newborn babies or we shouldn't kill at least some preborn babies. They've got to choose. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. So what can make us in conversations, how can we present that to them? Y'all, you have a choice here. How do we try to encourage them to draw that line for themselves? Because I think that would be the most healthy thing if they could be honest. Like this guy, I think he's very blunt. I think he would, if you pushed him hard enough, I think he would yeah. be honest with you as to what he believes. 
Mm -hmm. So the question is basically, how do we push that out of somebody or how do we encourage them to be honest with themselves as to when that line is drawn? Uh I think just point to the arbitrariness of it. Like Seth was saying, you're either stuck in the position where you have to be against most abortions or you have to support all abortions, including infanticide. And one of those positions is really consistent and really morally horrible. Mm -hmm. The other position is also morally horrible, but inconsistent because it's drawn on our arbitrary line. And I think people innately want some sort of consistency to their worldview. So I really don't know what he would do. It just it for me it blows my mind like why why this why this thing why are we drawing the line using this one thing why why experience I I just don't understand it I think that is the question right so I think he needs to be asked so why have you chosen this quality right Scott Klusendorf says well, why are they not saying like having an innie belly button versus an outie <laughs> belly button why isn't that right. what makes us a person why is he landed on this and he probably has a reason for it he seems like someone who has thought out somewhat his worldview but he needs to verbalize it right so why has he landed on experience and what kind of experience and has you asked Lexi how much experience how does he know that is what gives us value and as ethan said will he be consistent in those who lack that will he say they're not persons and just i would also want to say so it's interesting to me that you have chosen something you happen to have right how is that any less prejudice than me a white skin blue eyed person saying you have to have white skin and blue eyes to be a person we'd all say that's racism that's whatever you want to call it that's disgusting prejudice how is it different for him He's picked something about himself and said, this is the benchmark for human value. If you don't have it, you don't count. Mm -hmm. And so I'm just now reading some notes that Maggie wrote down for us. And later in the conversation, he brought up euthanasia or she brought up euthanasia. And he's a big proponent of it. Mm. He thinks it's a good Mm. thing. He doesn't see human beings as especially valuable. And so if you yourself don't find yourself valuable anymore, then there should be an option for you to die. Well, that's it, right? So again, back to the beginning, he's saying, I measure, I determine you have value. He doesn't see anything objectively valuable, inherently valuable in a person at all. Mm -hmm. Only if they serve a certain purpose, which should remind us all of useless eaters, those who were killed before the general Holocaust. Right. So again, I think you're right. He's being consistent, I feel like. He Mm -hmm. is one of the most consistent people I've heard in a long time. And so I... Don't congratulate him because his position is very selfish and it's not a good one, but I'm at least glad he is being honest with everybody and with himself. There's a big push in this. I think it's a lot with the self-love promotion. Mm -hmm. It's all about if you accept yourself, then that is the most good you could do Mm -hmm. is by accepting who you are, accepting and loving yourself. That is going to push us deeper and deeper into killing ourselves and killing our children so yes well, just one more thought uh, on that lexi um there was something else in the beginning of the conversation he said i think we should just clear up and that's where he said you can't miss something you never had mm. that's just a silly idea right it's very very possible to never know you were harmed and still be harmed in it right yes. even if the baby never has knowledge of what happened to her it's still wrong to kill her like if you have your your great grandma passed away and left you a lot of money and your cousin steals the will and takes all the money, runs away. You never knew you lost the money. You were still harmed, right? Yes. Yeah. So again, there's just a lot of silliness we need to clarify in here, but I think your point is so right. This just points to the problems of our age, the idea that we're in love with ourselves. Mm-hmm. And if people aren't like us, they don't matter. Mm-hmm. So if we want to fight against this, y'all, we have to fight against the temptation to uh, believe 
everything that the culture is telling us to believe. Don't promote the idea of love yourself and you are the one who is going to determine everything. If you care about yourself enough, then life will be good. Self-sacrifice over self-love. Amen. Amen. So let's all keep that in the back of our minds and especially being able to tell people self-love is not the the way to go in life. And this is actually leading to probably a lot of depression or not probably. Mm, It is leading to a lot of depression and a lot of self-hatred. And so if you haven't already, please go leave us a five-star review, y'all. That will help us a lot so more people can find this podcast. That's all we have for this week. And as always, thank you so much for debriefing with us.